are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of your gambling needs in one place. Head to the website or use your mobile device to check out all of the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. It's Packers, Buccaneers, and um, it's going to be like the B teams for both of these squads. Injuries are a huge storyline in this game in this week all over the NFL teams are incredibly banged up it is brutal to see what is going on in this league right now with all the injuries it's not it's some is soft tissue injuries for some it's you know twisted ankles knees I mean Justin Herbert if you saw him last week his his ribs are are currently being held together by duct tape it's brutal and for the Packers We do not know who is going to be available to play receiver. We know who is not going to be available. Sammy Watkins, for sure, has been ruled out with a hamstring injury. Hamstrings, something that have dogged Sammy Watkins his whole career. His whole career. And he is, at least at his best, a twitchy athlete with good acceleration. I saw a, a stat that that he got over 20 miles an hour by by the the GPS on that big play. That is moving. He can still move that body, but it's delicate. And this is a this is a fast guy problem. Remember Darnell Savage had a hamstring injury, and he joked it's a fast guy injury. Now Christian Watson has one. Now weird situation with Christian Watson. As we're recording this, um, Christian Watson. Listed as a DNP at practice, but all the beat reporters who were there said he did practice. He's listed as questionable. He practiced on Wednesday. It seemed like everyone got an off day on Thursday, and then guys were back out there. Um, I I think better than 50-50 Christian Watson plays, but I'm not certainly 100 on that. Al Mazard taken off the injury report. Seems like this was all precautionary. He's good to go. Elton Jenkins taken off the injury report. He's back. Clearly got through the game on Sunday night with no injuries, so he's going to play. Let's just stop there because, to me, that's enough to just be like, okay, this can work. Like, if you don't have Al Lazard and Ellen Jenkins had a setback, now you'd really be behind. Just getting Ellen Jenkins back, okay, now you feel pretty good because Joe Tryon-Shoenka is not the pass rusher yet that the Bucs think he can be. Doesn't mean he's not scary. He's just not quite that guy yet. He's not what Jason Pierre-Paul was in 2020, especially because he's not the run defender that Jason Pierre-Paul was. Jason Pierre-Paul just signing in Baltimore. 
If you just have to worry about Shaq Barrett, I assume Shaq Barrett is going to go against Yash Nyman if he is indeed the guy that's going to go. And let's just assume for the moment he is. We'll get to the David Bakhtiari of it all in a second. But let's assume it's Yash Nyman. We're talking about a top five pass blocking offensive tackle in the league this year or left tackle and someone who has faced these high level pass rushers before Nick Bosa, Trey Hendrickson, TJ Watt, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter. I mean, the list goes on. Robert Quinn last week. And yeah, he gave up a sack to Robert Quinn last week. There are going to be, you know, plays here or there, but that's what good players do. Shaq Barrett is a really good player. He might beat David Bakhtiari for a sack. He might beat Ellen Jenkins for a sack. Like he's just a good player and you have to deal with that. But having this offensive line as it is currently, this offensive line, given the way that they played in the run game right now, I think can, can do some things against this Tampa Bay defense that has not looked as good against the run as it has in years past. This is something we've been talking about all week on this show. Alan Lazard playing also means this mismatch that I've had my eye on all week. It is Alan Lazard in the slot against Antoine Winfield Jr. And go back to last week. I said, take a look, be aware of what the Packers are going to do to attack the Bears nickel corner. And guess what? They put that guy in the ground. Run game, pass game. Identified the weak point and said, we're going at that guy. Now, Anton Winfield Jr. is not a weak point in a vacuum. But against a big slot, he is giving up. This is, I'm, this is not an exaggeration. Eight inches of height. Don't be gross. Eight inches of height <laughs> to Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard's 6'5". Legit 6'5". Anton Winfield is 5'9". He is a monster in the run game. He flies around. He's a playmaker. He is a terrific football player. But if they're going to run these pin-pull schemes and they're going to get out on the edge, to have a guy like Al Lazard who you trust to dig out a strong, physical maven of a safety who's playing nickel corner, it's Alan Lazard. And if you need to attack the middle of the field because these linebackers are flying around, then you have a matchup down the seam potentially where you can just kind of throw the ball up. Now you can't quite do that. The middle of the field is harder to do that because you have safeties crashing hard, especially if they're going to play that quarters or that two man coverage. We've seen a growth in cover two this year. The Packers are playing cover two and they're, and they're attacking up front like a cover two team, a little more one gap, a little more single penetration kind of stuff rather than the gap and a half Vic Fangio stuff, which is just something to monitor as we move forward here. But Alan Lazard could be the kind of matchup against Antoine Winfield Jr. to create for your offense. Now, Aaron Rodgers has to trust Lazard. He also is going to have to trust Romeo Dobbs because Dobbs is going to be the guy who gets the Sammy Watkins snaps on the outside. He's going to get a ton more snaps. Christian Watson, if he's hurt, you, you have to wonder, or if he's, you know, Tightness, if they use him selectively, maybe a little less jet motion. Maybe Amari Rogers finally gets to play. We'll see what Randall Cobb's status is. He's been sick all week. You hope that that's just, you know, illness and he's they're, they're being very cautious with him and all of that. But maybe it's the best thing for this offense. That's where I've landed. That, that Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins 
at least not being featured parts of the offense is actually the best thing for the offense. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it until it stops being true, that Sammy Watkins so far has only caught schemed up passes. Yes, three catches, 93 yards last week. All of them off play action. All of them with schemed up space. Get the linebackers to suck up, create space in the middle of the field, and go. Now, did he get open on those plays? Yes. Did one of them require a nice release on a play in man coverage um, where where the, the corner didn't know the fake was happening and so isn't influenced by the fake and had a nice release and got open? Yes. And if that's Romeo Dobbs, maybe you feel a little bit less comfortable with him doing that, or if that's Christian Watson. But Romeo Dobbs has a nice release package. I'm excited to see him get more opportunities and Christian Watson, frankly, get more opportunities to get the schemed up stuff that the Packers use for Sammy Watkins. The same is true for Randall Cobb, who they had run a little choice route from the backfield. Put Christian Watson back there and let him do that. Like, just see what Tampa does if they put Christian Watson in the backfield. Just see what Tampa does if you put Amar Rodgers in the backfield. If you put, how about how about Aaron Jones in the backfield and have him run that little choice route, that little Texas route. Beautiful. They're going to have to get creative with these running backs. Now, the big one, right? David Bakhtiari. He practices Thursday. He practices Friday. Back-to-back practices. Remember, he didn't practice last week on Friday. And Matt LaFleur said, well, part of that is because he'd practice Wednesday, Thursday. He's not going to practice three days in a row. But was not, importantly, a full participant. Some body language doctors pointed out that Bach was working this week um, with the look-in on his stance, which he only does on the road because at home you can hear the cadence. So he's preparing like he's going to play this week. Now, maybe that's just a football player thing. Maybe that's just a football player thing. He's preparing the way that he would in any week to play. And if that's it, great, cool. I'm not going to read any more into it than that. I think it's it's a tall ask to ask him to come back in a game like this. It's going to be 89 degrees and a 70 plus percent humidity. It's going to be hot. All the more reason to run the football because they have to play in the heat too. Tampa, yes, they're they're used to the heat, but they're not. They're not. It sucks. It's hot for them too. They're going to be tired too, but they didn't have to travel. And yes, their bodies are a little bit more acclimated to it than the Packers are. But it's like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and all these guys over the years have said about playing the cold. It's not about you enjoy playing to the cold or your body is more acclimated to the cold. It's because you're at home and it's because you embrace the cold this that way that it makes it an advantage for you. I kind of don't buy the like, well, they're like half these guys grew up in Florida. Christian Watson is from Tampa. Brett Favre was from Kill, Mississippi. Now, Brett Favre, that is his whole other kind of issue right now. That story has gone from bad to worse for Brett Favre. And if we had more, more space in a given week to not talk about the games, we would be talking a lot more about what is going on with Brett Favre and, and the ugliness and the, the corruption um, in, in that scandal. and. Ooh, that's brutal. This is a nice matchup for the Packers right now, given the guys who are going to play. And and we're we're 13 minutes into the show and haven't even talked about the Buccaneers injuries, and they have a ton of them. 
Chris Godwin, out. Akeem Hicks, out. We know Mike Evans, out. Julio Jones, game time decision. Practiced once this week. Practiced today, Friday. So who are their pass catchers? Julio Jones, Russell Gage, maybe Cole Beasley, Scotty Miller. Cam Brait. Okay. Donovan Smith, their left tackle. Doubtful in this game with an elbow injury. Tried to practice, braced it up, but would have to go against Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary and these edge players for the Green Bay Packers who are, who are leading the league in pressure creation. The Packers as a team lead the league in pressure creation. And then Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, and Kenny Clark are all among league leaders in pressures. And that is without blitzing. Now, we're going to talk about the matchups after, you know, in a little bit. But the, the fact that this offensive line, you've got a backup center, Luke Kadecki at left guard, he's a rookie, and now potentially a backup left tackle. And their, their backup um, that, they, that played last week is hurt. So then it's like, okay, then what happens? Are, are we talking about third string offensive tackle that has to go in there if it's not Donovan Smith? And if it's so bad that you don't trust that guy and Donovan Smith has to play with one arm, now he's got to face Preston Smith who leads the league in pressures according to Pro Football Focus. That is a lot to have to overcome for the Buccaneers. Now they still have Tom Brady. They still have Todd Bowles. They still have an awesome defense. The best defense we've seen in the league this, this season, I think. The Bills would be the only other team, I think, in that discussion. And so it's still going to take quite the effort from the Packers to win. But the injuries right now really favor what's happening in Green Bay. And they, they need to take advantage. All right, let's talk. Before we get to our matchups, let's talk about our friends at Brightco. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, you've, you've heard me tell the story about my wife losing her engagement ring. Even if you haven't heard that story, you've seen the videos online of, of the guys who get down to propose and they open the ring box on the deck and they drop it. And there it goes. And you're just like, oh my God, oh no, it can't be. Well, you wouldn't be worried if you had insurance. And the guys at Brightco have made it easy to get full replacement value for that ring. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. Now, will they cover your fiance's anger that you lost the ring in the first place? Maybe for the right price, I doubt it, but at least you can get a new ring and you can do it with insurance that you can get in two minutes on your phone, bright.co forward slash locked on for five bucks a month. You can get totally comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes, bright.co forward slash locked on. Okay. The matchups here. The Packers. I said this in our uh, Locked On Now show. They have to run the ball. They have to run the ball because you have to stay in down and distances that keep you out of Todd Bowles range on third down. And I think they have the scheme. I think this Bears game was sort of the skeleton key for them because a lot of runs a lot of play action. They got outside. They have a varied run game. They can use the speed of these linebackers against them. And I, there's going to be negative plays. There are going to be plays where they run that pin pull, you know, uh, toss sweep kind of situation. And Devin White knifes in and it's a five-yard loss. But they're also going to have runs 
where Devin White tries to do that, misses the tackle, and it's a 30-yard gain because Aaron Jones is just playing at that level right now. That is important for this offense to get to the play-action stuff and to stay in manageable third downs. If the, the Bucs are going to live in quarters and too high when they play cover two and, and two-man, okay, then you have to be able to run them out of it. That, to me, is the biggest difference between this team this year and last year is they can run teams out of too high or just say, if you're going to stay in too high all game, here's Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I mean, there are three backs. I mentioned the stat on the Up and Adams show. Shout out to Kay Adams. Um, that there are three running backs who have not seen a loaded box this season. Eight guys in the box. Three backs in the NFL have not seen a loaded box. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are two of the three. The third is Daryl Henderson in L.A. Teams are still very afraid of what Aaron Rodgers can do to them. And so if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to sit in those two high looks, you have to be able to run the ball. Now flip it over to the other side. The number one thing you have to be able to do with Tom Brady is play man coverage. You have to be able to play man coverage. Now, Matt LaFleur said the Packers are going to have to switch it up because Tom Brady's seen everything. They are not going to be able to sit in quarters and think that they can just pass everything off and give Tom Brady time to make those decisions. Now, number one, luckily the Packers are the number one pressure team in the league right now, despite having not blitzed, which honestly should be a bigger deal. These are based on pro football focus numbers. Over 40% pressure rate in each of the first two games. They have been heating up these QBs. A lot of these penny looks with three down linemen and two edge guys where it's 5-1. And if they can stop the run out of those formations, that's going to give the, the Packers great opportunities. You get one-on-one -on -one against a backup center. You got one-on-one -on -one against a rookie left guard. You got one-on-one -on -one against a banged up left tackle or a third string back tackle. Pick one. And you have your sacrificial lamb and Tristan Wirfs. No, Tristan Wirfs versus, versus Rashawn Gary is going to be like tectonic plates hitting into one another. Um, that is that is truly the immovable uh, force and the unstoppable, no, the unstoppable force and the immovable object. But the run game, which is where you would say, oh, Tampa is just going to pound them on it. This team has not been able to do the things in the run game that they're used to doing. Those duo runs haven't been there because they don't have a tight end who can block. They don't have a slot receiver like Chris Godwin who can get after guys in the blocking game. Hello, Alan Lazard. It's a big deal to have those guys who can block. And that sets up the play action game. So if you're going to play, I think they need to press and dare Brady to make throws down the field. He has not been accurate making throws down the field this season. And part of that is because guys aren't open. And that's because Mike Evans, not here. Now he's been here this season, but they haven't been able to connect. Chris Godwin, not here. He is a vertical threat from the slot in, the, in a way that Cole Beasley is absolutely not. So if, if they want to be the team that dinks and dunks you down the field and you're going to put Cole Beasley in the slot and he's going to be the featured guy in your offense, vaya con Dios, God bless, go ahead. That's not, that's not going to be good enough because the offensive line's not going to hold up and they're not going to be able to run the ball well enough. I mean, one of the reasons that the run game, and, and I keep hearing this, oh, the Packers front against the Bears, run game, run game. Really, really one drive when they were trying. One drive. 
Because on the drive in the second half, when they get the fourth down stop, this stat is absolutely cuckoo bananas. On that drive, the Bears stayed in 12 personnel, two tight ends on the field. The Packers were like, okay, fine. We think you need to throw to win the game. It's nickel time. So Rasul Douglas is out there playing linebacker, basically. And they get, of the 180 rushing yards that they got in the game, 104 of them came on that drive. 104 of them. That's not a misprint. I did the math like five times. They got sacked for 10 yards and they had a five-yard penalty. The drive started at the 10 and they got 90. They went from essentially 99 yards plus five. 104 rushing yards against a, what is essentially a prevent defense because they just kept running the ball even though the Packers were like, if you have any chance to win this game, you have to throw it. It was, it was very weird. Other than, other than that, they played David Montgomery pretty well. And they played the Vikings run game pretty well. The problem for in, in that game was they didn't cover anyone. If they can just make it, make it easy, a lot of man coverage. You have to mix it up. You have to mix in some, some cover three, some quarters. I think you'll finally see some blitzes because you can't just rush five and drop six and expect Tom Brady to not find some openings. But if you can stop the run, which is why I think they're going to play a ton of just straight nickel, straight nickel, because I think the Bucks game plan is going to be, we think we can run at them and we'll do it out of light personnel. We'll do it out of 11. Or we'll do it even out of 12. They just haven't been good out of 12. That's the, This is the kind of game you got Quay Walker for. And this could be the, the, the same way, you know, we, someone in the chat said, said it's the Romeo Dobbs legacy game. This could be the Quay Walker breakout game. Because it could be the game where we go, oh, oh, where he looks like the fastest linebacker on the field. And Aaron Jones, by the way, invoked Devin White. The, the play to Justin Fields where he makes that tackle at the goal line to keep Justin Fields from getting in the end zone. Aaron Jones said he thought the only player linebacker he had seen in the NFL who could get, who could make that play was Devin White. He stopped himself and was like, I'm not even sure Devin could. Quay is just that guy. He's different. He moves differently than everyone else. 95th percentile speed score. He is a freaky, freaky athlete. This is the kind of game where if he can help you fit the run and drop into those zones where they're going to try and get the ball out quickly. And make sure tackles. They have to tackle better. And to me, that's what this game comes down to because they're not just they're not just giving up a bunch of gaps in the run game, the run defense. They're just not tackling great. It's fundamental stuff right now. I hate to go all Mike McCarthy on you, but it's the fundamentals. They have to get back to the fundamentals. If they tackle and communicate, they can win any game, any week against any team. And I include teams like the Bills and the Chiefs and the Eagles and whoever. We haven't seen them do it so far. This is a great chance for them to say, yeah, look, even if it's a banged up team, this is very similar to me as the situation that, that they faced on a Thursday night against the banged up 49ers team. They should have won that game. And yet there were still people going, mm, Scott Shanahan, he owns them. He owns them. And they come out and they beat the brakes off that 49ers team. Now, I don't think they're going to do that to Tampa, but if they come out and they play well and they tackle well, and they communicate in the back end, 
I just don't think this this Bucks offense, given what the, the current state of it, where they can't run the ball and they can't throw the ball, if you can't stop this this offense, you've got a problem. I think this is a chance for this defense to really get right and and have that breakout game against a great quarterback, much in the same way in 2009, that Packers defense had a breakout game against Tony Romo on national television. They shut that team down and they won a close game against a really good team. This is the opportunity this defense has this week. All right, before we finish up, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in depth analysis, and articles that you need. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including baseball, boxing, golf, MMA. NBA right around the corner. Head to the betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. We are, that's it. We're going to go live on Sunday night after the game. And I think after a Packers win, I think they win. I think they cover and it's a, it's a, a low scoring game. It's a dog fight. And I think this is this defense's chance to show, Hey, what happened in 2020, a lot of the same players on that team, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, they were there for that. Joe Barry wasn't, and Kevin King is not walking through that door. They've got Eric Stokes out there now. Scotty Miller is not running by these guys. Cole Beasley is not running by these guys. Julio Jones, I'm sorry, is not running by these guys. Force them to beat you over the top, and I don't think they can beat you because this run game for, for Tampa Bay has just been non-existent. And I think the offense can just cobble enough together. I think this is like, a 17-13 kind of game. The, the total is 41, which is crazy for a Tom Brady-Aaron Rodgers game. 20-17 to 17 in that kind of range. Not many touchdowns in this game. It's going to be hot. And I think that is the key. The Packers can run the ball. And they actually wear out the Bucks in a way that the Heat is supposed to work the other way around. And that ends up being the difference. The, the Packers defense plays well. And Green Bay gets a crucial win in the NFC standings. A win that could end up deciding whoever wins could end up deciding who's the number one seed could end up deciding who the number two seed is. A lot is actually on the line here in the NFC playoff picture, even though it is only week three. All right, back on Sunday night, it will be in your podcast feed on Monday morning as always. But if you're a YouTube watcher, you can come hang out with us after the game. You get all the analysis right away. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.